inside Crystal Mountain. That is where I'm gay. Yeah? <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I listened to Death a little bit today. Yeah. And uh, that's what I got out of it. Man, this fucking episode is going to be something different. Or yeah. something else. Yeah. Because uh, as far as being part of like the fucking community of true crime or whatever dumbass podcast most people listen to... This is going to set us apart, because I don't think anyone's gone down this fucking road. No. Uh, the reason that I wanted to do it in particular is because there's still a conversation where it's like, Bill Cosby is uh, all these accomplishments. Great comedian. Great actor. But there's a big asterisk on his career for being a rapist. I say, fuck all that. Everything he did sucks. And... Rather than being known for doing anything else, it should just be put down in the pages of history that he's like the most notorious serial rapist we've ever known before. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah, I never really, I, I know about it, but I never just dug in, you know. It's fucking bananas, dude. Okay. It's fucking bananas. I think it's one of those things that gets really swept under how severe it is because there, again, when someone's famous, even when you hear like bits and pieces of it, and there's not a, the the thing is there's not a ton of details because every single person that he preyed upon was passed out. Yeah, but just the way that he set it up, the line runs through the whole thing. He had a methodical procedure, it's just like a serial killer. Huh? He did things the same way over and over again, cold and calculated, thought nothing of it, and still doesn't think he did anything wrong. Hmm. And that's the narrative that I'm trying to change is that we just need to make sure that everyone knows that first and foremost, when you think of Bill Cosby, it is the highest number of recorded rapes ever. Really? Today. Wow. On Death Metal. hard on that one dude i have my voice i mean you got little gurgles in there <laughs> yeah yeah that was like your fucking peak yeah i didn't even one. do it i was like man maybe i need to back up nah, you that blasted dude. that one <laughs> well welcome you fucking idiots i'm just kidding it's us that's the idiots we're dumb i've had two and a half ipas and i'm feeling uh, fresh yeah yeah dude this is like the I, the way that I read it seemed like it wasn't going to be that bitter, but it's like the most bitter. It's pretty fucking good, though. You know, mm-hmm. every once in a while, I like the stinky boy like that yeah. instead of a light beer sometimes. Well, I hope they get room temperature and you just light up some nasty fucking farts like you did that one time. Dude, I farted so bad for so long in the gym today. I don't know what happened to me on the inside, but there was like this weird fucking smell that I've never smelled before. That worse I, than normal? Way worse than normal. Okay. It smelled like insides. <laughs> it just smelled like, it smelled like surgery. Wow. And I was, dude, I farted so much in the fucking gym because it was just me and the owner gets there at like 3.30. I got there at like 2. Yeah. And I just been farting and lifting in there for 90 minutes <laughs> by the time he got in, dude. And I like, I texted you like, yo, he's about to walk into the worst farts he's ever smelled before. And, uh, you know, he's an older guy, so he didn't say anything. And I farted like five minutes before and such a long, hot fart, too. It's just like, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's like all quiet and terrible. God. <laughs> and, dude, he walked in and he opened the door 
And uh, I we fucking like wave the door like this, <laughs> <laughs> trying to waft it yeah, out of the gym. Yeah, like did the fanny motion with the fucking door, <laughs> like <laughs> like trying to do it where I didn't notice it. And I looked over and he's like, "Hey, Chris." <laughs> 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 yeah. It's just me by myself sneaking uh, up the entire fucking facility uh, yeah. over all the years of sweat caked into the walls. I fucking way out stunk it with just my insides. Yeah, I went over to that live show. We were on the way up. <laughs> to the fucking Vino's yeah. and you're fucking farting in the car and my was like <laughs> yeah, those farts rock dude <laughs> <laughs> she was like she was like you know how you said they were kind of cold like smell like cold cuts and they were kind of cold she was like that was pretty accurate I was like man they were fucking <laughs> yeah 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 those boys are bad yeah man. cause they're like hot coming out of me but yeah I mean it just changes like fucking entire climate yeah, dude. to something nice like you drink a bunch of apple juice and you fart you get a cold fart <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, that's got a little bit of sugar to it you know <laughs> yeah, dude. I got the worst farts in American history. I don't know. Sometimes, man. dude, Sometimes. they just you know, like I. I don't consistently have horrible farts. Yeah, and I don't even know what it is. Like I wish if I knew if I could put a fucking finger on it. That would only but it's only bad. when people are around, though, right? Well, it's hard to say when you're by yourself if it stinks or not. You know, what yeah. I mean. But I knew today that they smell. Fu- I could like I could smell my farts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you guys were in the car, like it's sm- it didn't really stink to me. Yeah. But these like stunk. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ugh. Yeah, you get some of those every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I like that, dude. When you fucking gross yourself out, it's a ripping one. But speaking of being grossed out, I mean, we're taking it real far today. And like I was saying, I don't think any other fucking true crime podcast has dug into this shit. Uh, Andy Campbell helped me out with the details, but I really fucking dug in, and I got like because the thing about. The tricky thing about the Bill Cosby um, case and when people started coming out against him, which was before it broke into like the general news cycle. Yeah. And they were tr- like suing him and it was coming up immediate. And still, even like the modern day, they were trying to keep it quiet. You know, it's just such a weird fucking world we've always lived in where there's a certain class of person that gets a protection pass. Yeah. Where. I think that a tiny bit of it is the accurate side to where there was celebrities that this sort of thing had, they had been like uh, bright eyes, for example, yeah. Connor Oberst is like the most recent thing I could think of where that he was like accused of raping somebody uh-huh. absolutely didn't do it. Got totally absolved of it. And then like, could have gone like he could have gone on to sue the person, but then it was just like, no, like just let him have the reputation or whatever. That sort of thing does happen rarely. Yeah. And, like, that was the, the pl- like, well, we got to get, like, solid evidence. But the thing about Bill Cosby is the entire time he had been even remotely involved in what you would call the entertainment industry is he had been doing this. I mean, he had been doing this since he was a kid. And, like, the most damning thing to me, not that I didn't, when all this shit was going on people were coming forward against him. One of the first things I saw, well, because, you know, like Hannibal Burris made a joke about it. Yeah. And it, I guess p- older people already totally knew about this shit. Like anyone involved in comedy or entertainment, television shows, it had already gone around for forever that Bill Cosby was this f- crazy fucking rapist, like drugging women. Whew. And uh, so that Hannibal Burris thing happened. And that was the first time I had ever heard of it. And then, like, right after that, somebody circulated an interview that he had on Larry King, like, way back in the early 80s, I think. And he was talking to Larry King about giving girls Spanish flies. 
Damn. Which I, I guess is basically just like a quaalude, essentially. But oh. he was just he was on Larry King, just smug as shit, like you know, Larry. Back in my day, we gave them the Spanish fly, and oh, then shit. they would take it, you know, when they would fall asleep, Larry, and then you would go in and just zigga zaga. Holy shit! And Larry King <laughs> just sitting there like nodding along to it, and that's part of the problem, you know. And I th- and I also heard a couple of people. When this was all breaking out, like, I think it was just a different, like, I heard Joe Rogan say this shit, and that really bummed me out, because he was like, I think it was just a different time. Like, back in his day, you just did that. Yeah. Like, no, you didn't. What's you, really fucked up, though, just man, do that. <laughs> is you remember whenever the Osbournes was, like, a popular show? Yeah. Do you remember whenever, like, they asked, I think they asked Bill Cosby if he'd ever seen it, and he was like, that's the worst trash, it's unwholesome. You know? Well, this is the big problem with fucking Bill Cosby's whack ass is that he has been this like fake moral fucking beacon. <laughs> God damn it. We're just trying to do a podcast and our fucking producer Mark pulled a picture of this guy who's got a double chin that literally goes down to his tits. <laughs> I fucking just can't hold it together. Dude, how's your face? He's got more fucking chin than face. Kill yourself. You're going to die. Dude, how does your fucking face fat not strangle you at night? That guy has got four CPAPs. He's got, he's fucking- got a fucking C-pop, dude. There's no way that he's alive. <laughs> he's got the fucking where's Waldo glasses <laughs> and he's wearing the- fishing gear and shit. Fuck, oh, man. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Friday night fish fry. That makes no sense to anyone, but anyway, fuck it. Shit, dude. Go ahead and say his name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to look at this uh, profile crap. to figure out what I'm talking Is that about. a neighbor? Jesus fucking Christ, dude. That guy sucks. They live across the street? They live across the street? Dude, that guy. They live across the street. It doesn't matter. He's never been outside before. His face looks like Slimer. Oh, okay. (laughs) Why does he have fucking. Fucking uncooked chicken breast. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like he's fucking made of. His fucking body's made out of ectoplasma. That's the worst shit I've. He's like Slimer filled with that thing that was underneath the city that, like, when you fucking talk bad about people, got all activated and fucking came out of the drain. That's what's going to happen to us. Is it? He's going to come and kill us, man. God, we deserve it, dude. Anyway, back to the horrible fucking rapes. Where were we at with the Cosby thing? I was saying... Yeah, fucking... Uh, you said something about Joe Rogan said some shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like how it was a different time. I mean, it was a different time, but that, under no circumstance, I feel like, has ever date raping anyone been a cool thing to do. Mm, no. It's like, you know... I mean, like there, I remember, I didn't know exactly what date rape was when I was a kid. Cause I they like, I remember like hearing about it in songs and pop culture and shit, or someone would be like, look at Fred Durst. He looks like a date rapist. I didn't understand yeah. what date rape was, but yeah, I mean, it's essentially drugging somebody knowing that they're going to become all the way out of it. And like the, the time that got painted for me vividly was the movie kids. Yeah. Remember when she's like semi lucid. Where she tries to say no, but she's just way too out of it. And, like, that's the whole crux of the movie is, like, that that fucking Casper dude rapes her, but then he gets AIDS from it. Dang. That's what she... I mean, I wish Cosby had AIDS. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just look back at Bill Cosby's life because, again, um, a complete psychopath. Or sociopath. Sociopath. Is yeah. what you would say. Yeah. Because he's just detached from the whole thing. He doesn't, yeah. like... That's the thing about pinning him down is he, th- he like, is like, oh, it was consensual. <laughs> it's like, no, dude. Yeah. Just because a woman, and that's incel shit, you know what I yeah. mean? 
Just because a woman came around you doesn't mean she's trying to fuck. Like, have you seen yourself? There's no way. I mean, he's not like America's most handsome fucking dad of all time. No. And th- and that's the problem. That was the slimy thing about him. That's what we were saying is that he just is like built his whole career around being this fucking wholesome ass dude. That's the person you always got to look out for. Anyone that's trying to put on that costume of morality. Yeah. Priests. Bill Cosby, it's always someone working way too hard to try to seem fucking cool. That is a nightmare. That's for sure. So, you know, I would way rather know someone's a scumbag in certain ways that's not a rapist and and accept them for their flaws than try to, like, align myself with a beacon of morality. Yeah. Because there's always something to cover up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're going that, if you're doing, if you're going that hard, because he was like lecturing. I mean, it's not my place in the world to say that he's wrong about this, but you know, he was like, I remember him lecturing. I remember it being like controversial that he was lecturing like younger black men about like sagging their pants, yeah. using a bonnet, dumb shit like that. Like, you need to go back to work. Stop saying hella. Pull your pants up. Get it together. Mm-hmm. Cosby's not going too well tonight. Got no. a lot of moisture in my mouth. Moisture. It's the beer, man. Uh, yeah, IPA That's gives you like a tight. Gives like a wet mouth. Yeah. But yeah, dude. I mean, just what a piece of shit. I mean, we can look back at him, and uh, you know, he did have several accomplishments. And but trust me, I'm not trying to like loud him as a. Per- but we need to understand who he is. Yeah. And understand how insane the whole fucking story is. Um, he was born William Henry Cosby, July 12, 1937, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, one of four sons of Anna Pearl, who was a maid, William Cosby Sr., who was a mess steward in the Navy. Burr. His dad was away most of the time. That's the fucking Navy life. You know what I mean? You're yeah. off on a boat, sailing around with a bunch of sexy men, wreaking havoc around the world, port to port. Got a squirt. He caused Bill to take the man of the house path, so he started working at a very young age. Bill Cosby was a class president and the captain of the baseball and track and field teams at Mary Channing Winter Public School in Philadelphia. All of his teachers would go back, and of course, after he got famous, say that, oh, he was always joking around. It's this thing. He was a class clown. We loved him. He was a fun boy to have around. Way more concentrate on athletics and impressing people than doing his work, but we loved it. We all loved him. When he went to fit, and that's elementary school. That's how people, every time you, there's someone famous and you go back and talk to the people around them, whatever yeah. they're famous for, they always were like, I remember him being like that. That's yeah. that. He was, he was always acting when he was a child. Yeah. He was always, he was doing football in the middle of my there was kindergarten There something class. he was touched. He was gifted by God. He, I could, you know, he was already rapping when he was in the second grade. Uh, yeah. He was already shredding at guitar. <laughs> it's just always a dumbass shit. Uh, he went to Fitzsimmons Junior High School. He started acting in plays, kept playing sports. He was doing so well in junior high school that he had to go to a magnet school, which was a college prep school. And the reason why that he was able to sneak into that is because he was so good at sports that they needed like recruits to come in. So they brought in people like Bill Cosby, helped them out academically while they were helping them out athletically. But he ended up failing 10th grade. 1956, he enlisted in the Navy. 
served as a hospital corpsman at the Marine Corps base in Quantico in Virginia, at a naval station in Argentina, Newfoundland, Canada, and he also was at the Naval National Naval Medical Center in Maryland. He worked in physical therapy with Navy and Marine Corps personnel who were injured during the Korean War, which is what my grandfather served in. Shout out to your grandpa. He's got some dark stories. Oh, yeah. He didn't, like, see active combat. He was, uh, he got over there, and the general that was in charge of, like, an entire platoon was from really close to where he was from in Arkansas. So, like, small world. He took my grandpa in to be his Jeep driver. My grandpa was, like, supposed to drive a tank. Yeah. So, like, his first week over there, he drove a tank around and didn't see any action. And then met this guy who was in charge of the whole thing. And they had, like, the same accent. So he's like, where are you from, boy? He's like, I'm from Gurdon, Arkansas. And he's like, well, hell, y'all come along with me. And they, like, piled in this Jeep. And so my grandpa just drove him around the entire time. But the thing was, my grandpa would, like, take him into town to buy goods and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandpa told me that he would just have to, like, stab kids with his bayonet because they would constantly try to, like, grab whatever they could. Holy shit. Like, like get surrounded and swarmed like a zombie invasion, and he would just poke them with his bayonet. Damn. It's like, Jesus Christ, grandpa. It's <laughs> like, thinking back about that shit, who's like, I did what I had to do. It's like, I mean... I believe you, but fuck. That's the OG Spanish fly, man. <laughs> Bayonetting somebody. <laughs> yeah, Bayonetting kids, dude. Now you know what I grew up with. <laughs> uh, so Bill ended up having to earn his GED through correspondence courses uh, while he was in the Navy. But because he was such a good athlete after he got that, and in addition to him like getting like the GI Bill, he got a track and field scholarship to Temple University in 1961. While he was there, he studied physical education while at Grand Track, and he ended up playing fullback on the college's football team because he was a fast as shit. He became bartender at a club in Philadelphia. He noticed that he would earn tons of tips because he was able to make customers laugh. And that's when people started telling him he should do comedy, which made him want to do comedy. And I also have a feeling that that's where he learned about drugging people, is being a bartender in, like, a fucking very urban area of Philadelphia. Or maybe the magnet school where you get prepped for college. Maybe that was part of his prep. You gonna join a frat? You know, if that's what they do. That is true. <laughs> that is a very frat thing to do. I'm glad you went that way with it, because I thought you were going somewhere <laughs> oh, away. Oh, shit. I don't know what you was talking about. What you was thinking of and that... Brain. Oh, who knows? He didn't graduate from Temple because he started getting gigs doing comedy. Uh, Philadelphia to New York City. The first paying gig he got was the Gaslight Cafe, which sounds so funny to me because that's basically what he did to women for forever. Like, you know, you wanted it. You say that you didn't want to do it, but I know you did. What do we think? What are we gauging the size of uh, Bill Cosby's cock is? I don't think that's the right thing to talk about, my man. I think that there's no reason you should have said that. I think that <laughs> that should not have been brought up whatsoever at all. I think if I could think of, like, the worst thing you could have possibly said in the podcast, it was that. So we'll just skip. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that that didn't happen, and we'll just keep fucking moving along. Uh, <laughs> the Gaslight Cafe, which is the first, his first paying show in 1961. And they started touring around, going to Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Washington, D.C. Then he met his wife, Camille Hicks, January 25th, 1964. Together, they had five fucking kids. And he went with all E-names like a real fucking dork. Erica, Aaron, 
and Enos. Enos? Yeah. Yo, how I've never known anyone named that. I've never heard that as a name. Enos. Because it sounds exactly like. Anus? Penis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're having a rough fucking is it a, is is it a Is it a uh, boy or a girl? I have no idea. Dude. I hope it's a boy. Either way. Because if he's following his dad's footsteps and he's got a sweet one. What? No. 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 <laughs> don't no, know. It's no. Anus penis. <laughs> dude. Come on, man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, summer of 1963, he's rolling around doing comedy and he ended up landing a fucking spot on The Tonight Show. And then he got a recording contract from Warner Brothers Records in 1964, which is when his uh, debut record came out called Bill Cosby is a Funny Fellow. Right? I got that on vinyl, man. You do? Yeah. I got it at the uh, old pawn shop. You bought it. No, hell no. I ain't got that. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbass bitch, dude. I like to roll it every once in a while. You know, spin that old boy. I did, you know, people fucking loud Bill Cosby's comedy. It never hit home for me. Yeah. He's like, you know, you go, your friend smoking the weed, getting high, doing the drugs, and you're like, I don't like to do it. I'm Cardinal Bigner from Earth Crisis. Is that, is that what he did? And he's just like, I'm straight laced. That's a shit. Well, yeah. I mean, that is why I think that's what happened with. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what happened with Bill Cosby for where people are like, he's one of the greatest of all time. I think because he was a black guy and he was really cheesing it up, yeah. like to appeal to white people. And I'll, I mean, I get there's more. To he that. just bought drugs and didn't use. Them. <laughs> OK, so. I mean, people loud is like Spin Magazine, for example. They call the album that Bill Cosby made to Russell, my brother, whom I slept with. <laughs> Which just means like in the 60s, you would hear that and be like, man, he slept in bed with his brother. But I believe that he fucked his brother, Russell, for sure. Poor Russell. Yeah. I mean, he probably drugged him first. Uh, <laughs> but Spin Magazine calls it the best comedy album of all time. and says that it's stand-up comedy's fucking masterpiece. Wow. Oh, Not Richard Pryor, you know. Dude, and that's a, this okay, and that's where the clash comes from. Uh, and you know, the the time that Bill Cosby was getting popular—that's the whole thing. Is like in the '60s, people are starting to go hard. I mean, Richard Pryor, to, in my opinion, is the the most important, best comedian of all time. He's a funny fuck, man. Hilarious, not only hilarious, but like lived an insane fucking life. And then talked about it. Well, the shit directly. The I mean, that motherfucker set himself on fire, freebasing cocaine. Yeah, and then made it hilarious. I mean, the thing is, is that shit is timeless. Like that's yeah, it's timelessly funny. fucking. It's funny. still fucking funny as yeah. shit. Well, that's the thing. Is like it really happened to him. Like you can look if you know. To me, the the type of comedy I like and the type of comedy that I do is 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 things that happen to you, and you retell a story. In a, in a palatable fashion that makes it fun for everybody. And Richard Pryor is the fucking the best at that of all time. Yeah. Bill Cosby was telling stories. He is a storytelling type of comedian, but he was doing the exact opposite. Like at the time, Richard Pryor is, is breaking fucking doors apart and saying things that people cannot believe. Yeah. To Bill Cosby is buttoned up conservative. Yeah. Dork ass pussy. The same people that are like Red Skellington. 
Like him. I think Red Skellington's way fucking dicier than Bill. But that was like yeah. 10, 20 years before Bill Cosby. Well, like yeah. Red Fox, dirty as shit. I think Red Fox was actually closer to the time that Bill Cosby was than, than Richard Pryor. Okay. Dirty as fuck. I've never heard, I've never heard any of this stuff, man. I mean, like, I'll tell you this. I haven't, uh, you know, Red Skellington, that's, uh, I'm not, not Red Skellington, dude. What the fuck's wrong with me? Red I'm Fox? thinking, of, I'm thinking of Red Fox. Did I say Skellington or Fox? Fox. Okay. I said Skellington, but yeah. Right. Red Fox. My grandpa, who doesn't cuss, does not appreciate profanity, thinks that Red Fox's comedy is hilarious. Okay. And he he was like one of the first uh, heavily just say whatever the fuck he wants to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talk about fucking. Sweet. So, I mean, it's not it's not like it ho- like currently holds up, but at the time that it was out, you know, Red Fox is like black guy heavily using profanity and that's Sanford from Sanford's son. Yeah. I mean, top of the charts famous yeah. off of being a dirty comic, like way, way, way back. But, like, but again, like blazing a trail. And yeah. uh, again, so funny that my super conservative grandpa thought that that shit was hilarious and still thinks that that shit's hilarious. And you know, Bill Cosby, but the, and then also at the time, like moving along with the counterculture of the sixties, Comedians were like pushing boundaries and talking about injustices. I mean, especially fucking Richard Pryor, you know, yeah. the, explain it, like telling people what it was like to grow up in a brothel, poor and black, to, to have a shitty life, being in a, like oppressed. Yeah. And <laughs> Bill Cosby is, is doing the exact opposite of that. And the reason and like Bill Cosby, the way that he broke it down was a white person listens to my act and he laughs and he thinks, yeah. That's the way I see it too. Okay, he's white. I'm a Negro. We both see things the same way. That must mean we're alike, right? So I figure this way I'm doing as much good for race relations as the next guy. Wow. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the reality was is that he was taking the easy route. Yeah. And Richard Pryor, (laughs) white people love that because it's universally hilarious because... And and to the people at the time that were listening to that, it opened up their eyes to an, an, a community in a role that they had no understanding of. Yeah. That's the difference. Is that one explained to you what it was like to be poor and black and oppressed. Yeah. And the other one tried to button up and fit in. Well, majority, I mean, like, you know, that, that old saying, real recognize real. That's some real shit. You know, like, yes. motherfuckers say some stuff and, you, and it resonates with you. Or even if it's something you... You don't resonate with you. You kind of go, man, like that. Okay, that was hard. You know, uh, Bill Cosby not not nah, living a hard life. He's a bitch. Yeah, forever a bitch. Yeah. I mean, you could just see where it started off, and then he started getting into acting, which was like, you know, the move is that if you were doing comedy in those times, it was easy to swore away a career into acting in movies if you're good. And uh, to people, he was good. And I mean. People will always like try to bypass him. Like, well, you know, you got to take his legacy into account. Again, I think that shit stinks. Who's a good, clean comedian? Sinbad. Sinbad rocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the house. You know what I mean? Like, he's clean, but he's himself. Yeah. He tells stories. Fucking hilarious. A billion times better than Bill Cosby. Okay. If you want, like, a clean comedian to watch, if you want to sit down and watch comedy with your kids and show them what stand up comedy is 
and not feel weird about it. Like no talking about sex. Yeah. Sinbad, baby. Okay. All Sinbad, all day. Fuck Bill Cosby for forever. Um, he, he 1965, he had his first role in uh, I Spy, which was the first major network program to feature um, what they called an African-American in a starring role. And that show was huge. It was one of the biggest hits of the year. That's when he won fucking Emmys. And this, that's starting to like cross paths into when he was fucking, you know, started. And, and it's like... I I feel like when he was in college, when he was in the Navy, when he was bartending, I guarantee he was doing the same shit. Yeah, I mean, this isn't something you just do out of the blue. You right. Know, and just like we always talk about, there's escalations and there's periods into it. But he ended up like having that shit down to a science. In fact, the first woman that accused him is Renita Cheney Hill. She told a Pittsburgh television station in 2014 that she believes that Cosby repeatedly drugged her and sexually assaulted her between the ages of 15 and 19. They met on the set of his educational show Picture Pages, and she said that Cosby would fly her out to mentor her as an actress. Same Michael Jackson type of bullshit. She says that he would make her a drink and she could not remember what happened after she drank. And that after that happened a few times, like after she got off the show, she would not. He kept inviting her to come out again, and she would not do it. Oh. And uh, wasn't quite there yet, but I'm just saying, like, like he went through several different shows. Uh, he kept being a guest on the Tonight Show, and he came back on NBC after I Spy was canceled in 1969 with the Bill Cosby Show. And that was his first sitcom. It only had two seasons. He was playing a PA teacher, PE teacher at LA High School, which was, you know, how sitcoms were kind of like loosely based around what your life would have been or yeah. was going to be or was. And it did all right. But the thing about Bill Cosby was is that he, on the show, hired predominantly African American performers. Yeah. So it was it was groundbreaking for the time. And uh, after that went off the air, that's when he went to go on PBS, you know, notoriously for Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street. He was on this show called The Electric Company, which was like the original Sesame Street, I think. Okay. Like school, I think that's what Schoolhouse Rock came from. Okay. It was like an animated short on that show. And he read books to young children. And that's where he came up with the Fat Albert cartoon character, which was a hugely popular fucking TV movie that turned into a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, and that's when he wrote the fuck he, like he had gone in recent time, wrote a dissertation on fat Albert called an integration of visual media via fat Albert and the Cosby kids in the elementary school curriculum as a teaching aid, as a vehicle to achieve increased learning his dissertation, just that piece that he wrote about Fat Albert got him a bachelor's degree from Temple and they called it that an honorary bachelor's degree because of his life experience. And though it's going to like escalate up to him being an honorary doctor. Colleges just keep gifting him shit cuz he had gone to Temple but he fucking failed he bailed out to do stand up comedy. Um and, and right after that um they had a more E Childs, Insa and Evan in uh, the mid seventies. And that's when Cosby began making comedy films and he was doing it to uh, do the opposite of black exploitation, which is semi commendable, except I am pretty sure at the time, like the, the like black exploitation films, like Pam Greer type yeah. of shit, like Superfly, Yeah. 
Um, I think that those were like shaft coffee, yeah, like celebrated. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but he was trying to do the Blackula. Yo, Blackula snaps. Yeah, that's dude. a good fucking stands movie, up. Man. It really still is good. rules. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that shit. Uh, I will watch that today. Uh, but yeah, so he was like making his own movies that was like the opposite of that. Uh, one was called Saturday Night. Let's. One was called Let's Do It Again. One was called Mother Jugs and Speed. Again, that's Whoa. that's that. No, it sounds awesome. Yeah, but it's not the cool parts of those. Oh, it's not like knockers and amphetamines. Yeah, that's like my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mom Jugs and Speed. speed. <laughs> uh, he worked on the movie A Piece of the Action with Sidney Poitier and California Sweet, which is a compilation of four Paul Simon plays. Now, Paul Simon will tie in to what we talked about last week because he was one of John of God's big clients. All right. Oh, no. (laughs) God, dude, I fucking hate this earth. Yeah, yeah. And and this is where um, all the accusations against Bill that came to light, like this is the period where he really seemed to catch his uh, regular song. The periods where he really seemed to get his fucking stride Mm -hmm. as far as, like, going through the motions and doing terrible things. But he also was around a lot more women because he was on a a TV set all the time. I mean, he lived his entire life on the TV set once he got the fucking Cosby show. And that was September of 1984. Now, 1982, uh, one of the most famous people that accused Bill Cosby, Janice Dickinson. Uh, She was a model at the time, and she sued Bill Cosby for defamation because his legal team accused her of lying about an incident that happened in 1982, which is, of course, her saying that he sexually assaulted her. 2006 was how long ago this was on a radio interview with Howard Stern that she was on, and she was, like, doing all the... You know, Janice was going around to like the VH1 shows. Howard, yeah. had, this was when 2006, dude. Howard Stern was fucking huge. That's when he was like coming on E and yeah. shit. You remember that? Uh, so she she said that all the shit about Bill Cosby on Howard Stern in 2014 when it came up again. Um, she told Entertainment Weekly that Cosby drugged and raped her. She said the last thing that she remembers about Bill Cosby is that he was wearing a patchwork robe, dropped his robe, got on top of her, and she remembers being in a lot of pain. Yeah. After she had gone to his fucking place. Well, I think with Janice Dickinson is, I think, you know, when she was doing those reality TV shows and things yeah. like that, um, a lot of people just thought, oh, she's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, now now knowing the things I know about trauma and stuff like right. that, like, they, it, it, like, I don't, I think those things happened. Like, they had to, yeah. have, you know, because the well, way she's, the way she... She has meltdowns. I mean, just talking, like, she, even a normal conversation, she's a broken person. Like, yeah. he, you know, he fucked her up. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, and like I said, I've never really studied any of this. I know that she was one of the victims, but yeah. I, I believe. Very young when it happened. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's what he went, that's what he preyed upon. I mean, the theme of this whole thing is going to be, you know, if you've recently watched Surviving Neverland, it's that people use their fame and their access to people that want to be famous in horrible fucking ways. Yeah. I mean, not you've seen it with Bill Cosby, Harvey. Uh, what's like Har- Not Harvey Keitel. That's the actor. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this shit's just been going on and on for forever. And uh, I mean, I'm glad that some people started to get busted out for it. And it's just a good lesson for everybody. 
listening that if you ever know somebody that's a sexual predator and you find out about it, it's seriously your fucking duty to tell everybody if people don't know. Yeah. Like if you know and other people don't know, you need to let them know. Man, it's like the one thing in the world. Like like let's say I met somebody, right? And they had gone to prison for murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, what the fuck happened with that? And they were like, well, all this shit. Like, they had a logical story. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right. Well, murdering someone is terrible. It sucks that that happened. You went to prison. You're out of prison. You're not like that now. You told me a logical story about why it happened. Yeah. And you don't want anyone else to know about it. I would respect that. Yeah, I mean this this story touches base for me. Actually, there's kind of a uh, there's something that happened this week where uh, somebody uh, from my childhood passed away. Uh, I worked at a school, and uh, he was definitely doing these things to kids, and he got away with it. He he basically quit his job, but nothing ever happened to him. But you know, the dude died this week, so that's good. Yeah, rest in piss, you piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. But like I'm saying, man, it's like uh, this about Bill Cosby had been in circles known for forever. And uh, just because of the amount of fame and power that he had, uh, like I heard one time D.L. Hughley talking about how he brought it up before the Hannibal Burrs thing on a radio show that he had. Like Bill Cosby called in because he was swearing and and was telling him not to swear, and he was like, "Well, how about you stop raping women?" And that Bill Cosby, like people showed up to D.L. Hughley's interview, like radio show in suits that worked for the network that like owned the radio station, and was like, "We need those tapes right now, and if you don't give them to us, you'll never do anything again." And so they just like had to like stop what they were doing, get them the fucking tapes, and like the it like the, the, countless claims of shit like that happening, and I absolutely believe it. I mean, that, that is a type of conspiracy that exists. That's why anytime when we do Illuminati shit and you think back to government officials being involved in it, that's the easiest way to do it. If you're a powerful person, I mean, number one, you use this shit for blackmail. Number two, you keep people fucking quiet by threatening their life, yeah. like their livelihood. They're yeah. everything. Like you can totally destroy people by way. Well, of, there's just there's just people in, in the industry that, uh, you know, they make their money off other people's art. Yeah. And, and when somebody's a piece of shit, but they're they're making you money, they're going to cover that up. They're, yeah. you know, they're not going to let you fuck their life up, period. Absolutely. And and it, when you got deep pockets and also like just the power to flex on people like this. And also before the Cosby show happened in 1982, uh, Janice Baker Kinney, she was 24. She met Cosby. She was working at Harris Casino in Reno, Nevada in 1982. She claimed in April 23rd, 2015, at a news conference, she visited Cosby's home with a friend. He gave her some pills. She woke up naked in bed. She said, as she opened the, as he opened the door for me, he stopped it part of the way. Before I could get out, he said these exact words. This is between me and you. And he put his finger to my mouth like a shh sign. And uh, I told him that I was not planning on alerting the media. Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, just setting it up, starting his career. And uh, the Cosby show ran fucking for forever. Uh, he was an. Then you can see the whole thing. Like, what he tried to portray is like, at the, like, a funny thing is that he's sitting in prison right now. And in the show, he plays Dr. Cliff Huxtable, 
who's like an OBGYN. And he practices out of his home. So he's like birthing babies and like examining women <laughs> in his fucking house. What the fuck? And, but now in pri- he's in prison and I swear to God that he is like ex- like pretending to be a doctor in prison. He's like examining patients and shit. Like, like prisoners are coming to him for medical advice. And supposedly he'll like send them to the actual physician if it's a physical problem that he can't figure out. But he's just like... You need to hit the yard, do the push-ups, cut out the honey buns, and start a running regimen. Damn it. Have you got that wild old fucking fish eye right now? <laughs> yeah, you got, you, know? di- you got diabetes eye for sure. Yeah. That thing just... Why didn't he listen to his own advice? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a fucking piece of shit. They like throw man, it's like snacks. jail cells like a fish tank for him. He looks like he, <laughs> <laughs> he, looks like he eats some algae and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just cleaning the bottom over the entire yeah, time. Oh, fuck, man. He's like, you don't fuck me in the butt because I'll clean up the mess with my mouth. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, he's a bottom. Hey, you remember that he was trying to, you know, his little uh, fucking thing where he's doing Jello and shit. Remember when they made that cheesecake Jello shit? Yeah, yo, it was good. That was good. Delicious. That was good. J e l l o. I'm a rapist. That was like uh, Jello teaching him how to spell, where they just filmed it. Ooh, <laughs> he flunked out of college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Man, uh, and you know the, the the whole thing about the Cosby Show is he's just trying to like paint himself to be this giant fucking family man. Uh, he tried to make another movie, and it was a spy spoof film called Leonard Part Six, uh, and they didn't see through his vision. It was just a stinking fucking flop, a money tank. It fucked up. Uh, the Cosby Show lasted all the way until 1992, which for a fucking sitcom, eight years is a long fucking run. Yeah. And then uh, he had several other fucking successful shows take place. And, uh, of course, while all this is going on, 1984, Heidi Thomas uh, told CNN that she met Cosby also in Reno. And the reason she met him is because he went up to her. And she told him that she was trying to break into modeling, so he offered her a four-day coaching lesson in acting. In modeling? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill Cosby was going to teach her, you know, I'm often considered the sexiest man of my generation. You want to come by my house and see me, show you how to walk the catwalk to some Madonna songs, you just come on through. No, he gave her a four-day coaching lesson on acting. And she went to his house. Uh, she pretended like she was drunk after having no drinks. He gave her one drink and she drank it to, because she was totally sober. But she says she woke up with him naked, forcing himself onto her. Ugh. And then he had a fucking like crazy run from 84 to the time the Cosby show was up. Uh, 1985. Is when he won a Golden Globe for Best Television Series. And then the next year he got Best Actor for The Cosby Show. Which a Golden Globe is like the, the highest honor you can get for a fucking TV show. Like Golden yeah. Globes and Emmys. Uh, 1985, Barbara Bowman came forward. Uh, and she was one of um, the original 13 Jane Doe's. Uh, she was a Temple University employee. She brought a lawsuit against Bill Cosby. And it came out in 2006. Again, way before the Hannibal Burr shit in a local Philadelphia magazine uh, that she was telling her story to other publications. She was an actress and a model. And that 
when she was an 18-year-old aspiring actress in 1985, Bill Cosby drugged her and assaulted her multiple times in Reno and Atlantic City, again, under the guise that she was going to be one of his protégés. It makes me think, man, it's like the people that didn't come forward, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you got to think that for someone doing this type of shit, for every... I mean, I think that once it started to spill out, a lot of people came yeah. forward. But you, I, I would assume that for everyone, there's three. I mean, people don't people you sometimes people don't come forward because it just kind of fu- it just fucks them up, man. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I wonder if any of the, the kids on that show, you know, even. You know? Oh, I mean, and then that's a hard thing to go back to and talk about once yeah. you've been through it. But who knows? I mean, and another thing that he used to do like this in the in. 1985, Rebecca Lynn Neal is where he started inviting people to the Cosby show. This is another thing is that everyone that was a star of that show, if it didn't happen to them, and I believe, you know, they say that it didn't, they all say that. I believe them. But but they surely saw, like, (laughs) I feel like there's no way, because a lot of these people he invited to the show and then snuck off with them. And they feel like there's no way to like not notice the pattern of things that was happening and just keep your mouth shut about it to keep your career going. I mean, th- this time period, I mean, most of America anyways, I mean, like women weren't, you know, like they were more accepted, especially in the 80s and 90s than they ever were before. But I mean, not really. I mean, like if they came forward and said some shit, everybody just blew it off. You know, it's not like it is now where it was like an open, you know, there's right. There's an open dialogue where you can go, yo, this motherfucker right. did which, like look into it, you which know? this this like the Cosby thing getting blown up is kind of like what led into that. Yeah. And, and, and that's I mean, great. But it came about very fucking unfortunately. So like in 1985 with Rebecca and Neil, that what happened with her. And this is the first one that I could find at this instance is that he invited her to the Cosby show, raped her in the dressing room. And he pretended to be your friend is what she says. And then he drugged and raped me. Um, and then another thing like Rebecca Beverly Johnson, she was one of the top models in the world in the seventies and eighties. Uh, when the vanity fair article came out, she was the one that said that she was, that Cosby was considering her for a role in the Cosby show. She was down at the set. Cosby gave her a drink. She said she knew by the second sip that she had been drugged and drugged good. And that she, what the article said that she screamed obscenities at him and that he yanked her down a flight of stairs with force that she thought was going to break her neck. And she did not, she, she did said she didn't get sexually assaulted. She got physically assaulted because she knew oh, that she fuck. got drugged and was trying to fight him. Yeah. So he just yanked her down fucking stairs. Damn. Also in 1987 was Sammy Mays. She was a writer from Mississippi covering the New Orleans National Association of Television Program Executives Convention. She asked Cosby for an interview, and Cosby, of course, said, Oh, yeah, please come on by the room. Can I offer you a drink? Next thing she remembers, she woke up, her shirt was unbuttoned, and her belt had been tampered with. God. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I've got like all of the shit about Cosby and then 1987 before the Cosby show was even canceled he had come up with the spinoff A Different World which is when uh, Lenny Kravitz wife ex wife or ex-wife Lisa Bonet it's her ex-wife yeah man beautiful beautiful woman God almighty beautiful woman (laughs) Lord in heaven help us what's that movie she's in with Robert De Niro and Mickey Rourke oh it's like Angel something Angel Fire (laughs) that's a website oh is it that's like what you used to make websites Angel on. Angel something. Angel fire. I don't I know what you're talking about, but Jesus Christ. She's dude. a beautiful woman, man. 
Lord Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lenny mm. Kravitz, dude. Also, giant piece. Oh, Pierce, yeah. he did that thing where he fucking squatted down. That boy popped out of his leather pants yeah, a couple man. of years ago. Still rocking a big old Pierce yeah, the Hog. Man. That's, I mean, that is a great couple to think about their sexual life. You yeah, know I, mean? I bet that, you know, that's got to be some beautiful kids, man. They, I mean, but plus just like burning incense and can't, yeah. like, you know, that, uh, when I was a kid and that Ricky Martin Live in La Vida Loca video mm-hmm. came out and she poured candle wax on his chest. Oh. And I was like, damn, people do that? Yo, these, like Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet, they were dousing each other in oh, candle wax. I mean, she made him take his clothes off and go dancing in the rain. Angel Heart. Yeah. That's a great movie, man. Yeah, dude. And nipples. Filmed in my favorite city, New Orleans, man. I love that fucking place. And I love. I think I love it because of... Because you, know, you saw them knockers, dude. Man, beautiful woman. She just really... I can't say it enough. You can't. You just keep saying just it. Just good... Knocker city, dude. Knocker city. <laughs> Yo, man, like straight up, like we, we both have worked in bars. So how many, yeah. how many encounters have you had with somebody trying to roofie a drink? Like, just so we can kind of... Tell the like, especially the female audience, like how real that is. Um, I don't think I've ever caught anybody trying to roofie a drink. But what I had the, what I would always intervene in is if I saw you could t- like you you know what way too much liquor is. Yeah, where someone's visibly too intoxicated to make po- a choice, possibly yeah. passing out. Yeah. Um, I would intervene in that. But then I have seen. Girls that have been drugged before, for yeah. sure, because yeah, yeah. they can't wake them up. Yeah. They're completely incoherent. It, like, if you wake them up, they'll say something to you that makes no sense, and then immediately pass back out. When that would happen, I would generally, if I could get them to like to tell me their address, yeah, get it, and call a taxi, and pay the taxi, and send them separately, yeah. Uh, that would not let them leave with a man, ever. Yeah, and and if if a if a guy was ever leaving the bar, and I mean I mean you know once a week at least yeah. this would happen with yeah. a, like dragging someone out yeah. type of scenario. So like, so how long, you've been doing security for how long? I don't do it now, but mm-hmm. I mean I probably have a good twelve years. Yeah, so I mean you, well over thirty times probably. Uh, oh, once a week, dude. Yeah. I mean, way more than that. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're always necessarily. Dr- you, I feel like I could usually tell the difference. I mean, even past, well, you can always spot a predator. Even pass out drunk. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's always. It's like if there's a guy that's come like pretty much sober in a bar, that's generally a problem. Well, see, we we worked for the same guy, but yeah. different bars. Um, uh, Doug. We'll just say his name's Doug. Sure, it doesn't matter. He's um, yeah, <laughs> like driving a truck now or some shit. Yeah. Uh, I actually witnessed a guy drop something in a girl's drink at a bar, the last place mm. he owned. And um, he was trying to take a girl out to the car, and I stopped him. And yeah. I was like, you know, our friends are inside. And he, he threw a big old fit, and he was in like a fucking, uh, like a cutlass, like an old cutlass, man. I fucking popped the back door, and I put his ass in the back seat and just beat the shit out of him. I whooped Good, his yeah. fucking ass, man. Yeah, I mean, I've dealt with that. Well, you know, the times that I've dealt with. I mean, there have been several confrontations with that because it's like this predator went out, did something to catch their prey. And sometimes it seemed like the girl was super drunk, but like it's like you're the last line of defense. Yeah. And uh, a lot of a lot of people that were like doing security or bouncing that I know, like didn't give a shit about that type of thing. But dude, I always did. I mean, like I was at the door. 
And if I saw a, a woman that was like visibly too intoxicated to make a choice and I hadn't like if I had like a lot of people were regulars. Yeah. And so usually I had seen the girl or the guy there before. Yeah. And if I'd never seen them there with each other. It's not happening. Yeah, you can just tell you can tell the difference between. Well, like, the guy always you know, gets mad. It's like, well, hey, yeah. did you come here with friends? And if they're there with friends, it's like, okay, all right, well, let's find. Like, don't go anywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna send someone else to find. We're gonna find them. Yeah, and then because also, like sometimes, I, like I would, because th- this is a thing that I noticed so much, and I would always like put my foot down, and but then a lot of times, what would happen is that their friends would be like, yeah, they're together. Yeah, and th- they okay. Yeah, I mean, she just got too drunk. That happens. I mean, it's kind of crazy because, like, you you even know too. Like, I see my thing is like, why? Like, once that would happen to me, I wouldn't go back out. You know, just because I'd be afraid of it. But yeah. you can tell that there's women that have had that happen to them before because they'll have a straw in their drink, but yeah. they'll like, poke it through a napkin and have it on top of the glass. Yeah. Oh, and ladies, and that is like, a good move. Is like yeah. put like you know keep your glass like don't. I mean, even yeah. especially if you're dancing on the dance floor, motherfuckers will walk up behind you, dance and drop right. Shit, yeah, not know? not to be a fucking shithead and like, here's how you should live your life. I mean, do whatever yeah. fuck you want yeah, to. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, from working in bars for forever, using a a bar napkin like a fucking lid, yeah, works good. And then also like you know, don't leave your shit unattended. Again, not because you're a dumbass. Yeah, it's just like there is. I mean, even in the small towns that we've lived and worked in, complete. It, it's just like man. modern day shit that just goes on like this. And uh, if if there's if there's not somebody that's paying attention to this shit, people will just run it over. Yeah, I mean, you know, like your friends are with you. Like you guys all have an idea of like who I'm with when you go out and everything like that. I, I've actually had somebody. Well, that's what I was Take saying. somebody in the friend yeah. go. No, no, no. Yes. And then you be, and then like I was like, no, she's cool. And then it's no. like, no, you ain't cool. No, you got to get the fuck. But out they, of they, here. they always get defensive. They, oh, I've had to whoop so much. And ass. they got to get their ass kicked. I've yeah. had to whoop so much ass around. Oh, yeah, it's man. like okay, well, I don't have time to argue, so you can leave. She's not going with you. Yeah. Just get the fuck out of here. And then it's always like, whoa. I'm like, oh, man. I mean, I don't know what you're in. I know where you were excited about, but it ain't happening. They're always dressed and like some shit like they're going to a white party. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like that. They're just like, oh, man. Like yes, soap suds and shit. Yeah. Flat build hat with dress pants. Fuck that, man. Yeah. But I mean, this is when I mean, I don't want to dra- like drag everybody fucking through it. But this I mean, th- this is the time. When he Bill got his fucking stride, I mean, like a bulk. There was over sixty women that came forward, and again, you gotta assume that if that many people came forward, it's probably a three to one. I mean, just off like the odds, like three to one fucking ratio. So, you know, he made um, another world that was wildly popular. Cosby Show gets canceled in nineteen ninety two. He has a game show called You Bet Your Life from ninety two to ninety three. Uh, he made the fucking TV movie I Spy Returns. <laughs> he has a fucking show called The Cosby Mysteries in ninety four, which is hilarious. Uh, Ghost Dad fucking slapped. That's like his best thing of all time. The Meteor Man, and he was in Jack also. Yeah, um, you know, because he's jacking kids. Yeah, and then uh, because I I feel because he was such a shithead, a fucking Enos the Penis got murdered in 1997. Whoa. Uh, the thing is, is that he was uh changing his flat on the interstate, and uh, <laughs> like okay, so. It probably was not correlated at all. It probably is just like, it sucks for Enos. Like, that's very sad. And I'm being a shithead right now. But uh, you remember when Michael Jordan's dad got murdered? Yeah. Did you know that that is like essentially completely proven to be because Michael Jordan was an insane gambler? 
and he had a gambling debt that he wouldn't pay even though he had the money for it and they no. murdered his fucking dad. Whoa. <laughs> Yo. Damn. That's why he had to play baseball? Yes. I, w- I, I was trying to joke, but that what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, God, real shit. That's wild. Like he, like he had to leave basketball over that shit. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fucked up world, but, you know, sometimes things fucking piece together like that. Yeah. Like, if you raped somebody that knew some bad people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that murder, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't, you know, I don't think it was ever solved. I can't remember. Maybe it was. Huh. But, uh, I like to think that it was a fucking byproduct. I mean, it's not like I want his fucking kid to die, but I want everything bad to happen to Bill Cosby is what I'm getting at. Yeah, man. Fuck him. Um, 1996 is when he started a show called Cosby. Didn't do that great. Less than four seasons. And that's when he was hosting Kids Slay the Darndest Things. I loved that show. I know, man. That was the worst part. Is, is you, like that was I was young. Cause that's kid, the goddamn truth. Because they do. They do. Yeah, absolutely. My kids say crazy shit all the time. Yeah, and it's <laughs> hilarious. It is. Um, But, you know, the... Uh, but yeah, I mean, like that. My grandparents watch that shit yeah. every time. So, like, just to be around them, I, I mean, everything that I think about with Bill Cosby that was like a positive just bums me out. Because I gotta be positive. His stand-up comedy, be damned. I fucking loved the Cosby Show, dude. Yeah, it was just. I mean, that was a time. It was syndicated. It came on every day. Yeah, when I was like a young. Uh, like elementary school type of age. Yeah, and it was wholesome, but it had like plots, and there was like relationships that I could be like, "Oh yeah, juicy." You know what I mean? Yeah, this shit was super. I loved it. I fucking loved it. And when Nick at Night came out, son. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, it was on that. Mm-hmm. Banged it out. Yeah, loved it. Did you like it? Yeah. Uh, man. I mean, I. <laughs> I don't know. That was See, oh, he had a friend named Roach. That shit was always funny to me. Yeah, you you remember- can come over here with Roach to my house and you eat my food. You drink my apple juices. You got to start paying the rent. Work yeah. for it yourself. I remember one particular episode where, uh, like I said, he was uh, OBGYN in his house, which is like the creepiest shit yeah. considering who he is. And he would. So he delivered babies. But like this one episode, he ate this fucking giant sandwich. Yeah. And like fell asleep and like tripped out, and he was in a dream with the Muppets, and he had to deliver. You remember that giant gray monster with horns on it from yeah. the Muppets? He delivered its baby. Yeah, and it was just like all these fucking Muppets around, and he was having his fucking nightmare, and the sandwich was like, "You shouldn't have eaten me, Bill." <laughs> and that shit was so tight. Or Cliff, <laughs> like, yeah. you shouldn't have eaten me, Cliff. That shit was so fucking funny to me as a kid, dude. But uh, I mean, just t- completely ruined it all. Yeah. I, I'm, I never, I mean, like, I'd see it, but, man, my shit was more like Boy Meets World. Oh, like, fuck yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, fuck yeah, You dude. know, shit like that, man. Yeah, but you never, like, Pete and Pete. what about, like, King and Queens, dude? Oh, I like King and Queens. See, I didn't, I didn't have cable until. Family Matters, that was my shit, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? It's a you and your brother are gay, you fuck each other almost every day. <laughs> We're coming each other is a grand design. You fuck your mouse and then you fuck your behinds. Well, there must be some magic to drinking your brother's wad when all I see is gallons of skeet from my brother's penis all over everything. 
I feel like we've done this, but like those are yeah. good. <laughs> Gay with my brother. It's the fantasy of, of the taking family. off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real love with your family. Man, that, that intro, the drummer who ever played that shit is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, that fucking. Man. It's a real Max Weinberg style playing. Yeah. You can see the water coming <laughs> off the snare. <laughs> <laughs> it's just come. <laughs> oh, God. Come and tradition. Well, yeah. So, you know, Bill Cosby is super fucking famous. And thinking about, you know, the entire. Again, I don't want to drag everybody out. I mean, if you really want to know, and all of a sudden it would take fucking hours to get into it. If you really want to know, you can look and see. And a lot of these women were like the Jane Doe's to start with. And then they all publicly came for, which, you know, like people, again, like this dumb fucking people, like it just proved that they weren't trying to be celebrities based off of Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I hope they all get fucking paid heavily off of this shit. And uh, so, you know, as far as Bill Cosby, goes i mean he it's the same fucking move over and over and and over again he just kept bringing women in for all the same type of shit like oh you want to come see my show do you want to come and meet the old rudy and the rest of the gang come on by and we'll show you my trailer where i'll smoke the cigars and zaggity zaggity and then just pour people drinks. I mean, it just constantly over and over again. I mean, to really gauge out like what we're talking about here, like I like really, I've never delved into this. I know about it. Yeah. Uh, Chris has brought, I mean, there's like, he literally has somewhere around like 40 pages of just information about the rapes. Like, it's, Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I did. I got like a fat stack. It could, I was thinking about going through <laughs> every fucking part of it. Um, but it, it's just it, too much. When man. I look at the end of the day, uh, at uh, I mean, it not not only is it too much, but it's I just it's kind of disrespectful, you know. Yeah. What I mean, there's no reason like the, the few I gave you because it, and it also continues on the same way. Like what I'm trying to what it's I'm, his mo you know? exactly. What I'm trying to establish is that when you look at somebody like Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, once they figure out a formula that works, mm-hmm. they not only stick to it but they improve upon it. Yeah, and that's what he did. He just kept finding the same demographic to prey on anyone that was excited about him being him. Yeah, which is the most disgusting part because that's so easy to access when you're at that level. And and again, we we already said it one time, but when when your whole fucking character is being the most wholesome person of all time, and that's just because it's covering up that you're the most terrible person of all time. But that's again explicitly a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, he just like if you if you talk to him, and that's another reason why I got away with it for so long. On top of him being famous and rich, if you talk to him face to face, he can flat out deny it, and you would absolutely believe it because to him he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got to believe your own lie. I mean, like it, it's, it's not even a lie to him though. That's the thing about being a sociopath. Yeah, it's like fucking somebody was just a, a way up a climb up the ladder. Yeah. It does. It didn't matter to him. It wasn't. Uh, he wasn't violating human decency because they weren't human. Yeah. To him. Well, it's ob- They're objects. Exactly. Um. You know. I mean, his mo and then the type. I mean, like their models or their actors. Yeah. You know, or actresses or whatever. Like, I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, mostly models. Really, that's that was kind of his thing. 
Um, that it, usually with any type of like uh, paraphilia or any type of philia or like rape fantasy, any of that kind of shit, you have a type of skin tone, what their background is, things like that. And it's just, it kind of keeps going over and over again in the story. How's my Bill Cosby out of like a, it's like a six out of ten? Oh yeah, I give it a six out of ten. Okay, I know it's not great, but I'm tr- I'm trying to just like capture the theme of it so I can keep yeah. the story moving along. One of the funniest things to me that sticks out about Bill Cosby. So we'll go back to 2004. It, some people will remember this, but it's the like like I said, he tried to be this fucking moral beacon, and he really was trying to take a shit on like modern black comedy. You know, he hated Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy fucking destroyed him. I mean, if you haven't, is it Delirious or Raw where he shits on him? Delirious, Raw. Uh, which one was the second one? Raw? Yeah, Raw. That's where he really shits on him, right? He, thought, he was like, oh, my, son, my wife, Camille. Because that's all I'm doing is like an impersonation of Eddie Murphy's Bill Cosby. Yeah. He was like, my son wants the ticket. He talks to my wife, Camille. She comes with the smiles and says, you got to get the son the ticket. And you say the filth, foreign filth. Let me tell you, I think that's probably my favorite stand-up to watch is Eddie Murphy. That's one of the funniest fucking things Incredible. ever, dude. Incredible. <laughs> it's fucking Incredible. hilarious, Incredible. man. And if you're the type of fucking comedy dork that tries to act too cool for that, so you suck my dick. <laughs> that shit. For real, I man. I mean, first of all, yes, we can all come to terms with the fact that Eddie Murphy did not completely write that himself. Yeah. Great, fine, yeah, whatever. Who cares? destroys and he really got that phone call from bill cosby because that's the type of shit that bill cosby would do like i'm saying he called dl Hughley in the middle of his radio show to talk bad to him about being a famous comedian and, and using profanity shut the fuck up you're a rapist like i said he did it to the osbournes too he that's did it to every fucking stupid man. because he's a piece of shit i was that's, like that's, that's, just trying to build but anyway i'm trying to get to this like this was one of the times where he was like all over fox news all these fucking networks for being like a, a positive role model uh, because he gave the speech as part of the NAACP commemoration of the 50th anniversary of the landmark Brown versus the Board of Education segregation cage. But then he started talking about petty crimes and uh, black people versus police. And he blamed petty crime in general. The reason why confrontations with police happened on bad parenting. What the fuck? Man? Not police, but bad parenting. He said, these are the people going around stealing Coca-Cola. The people getting shot in the back of the head over a piece of pound cake. Then we all run and outrage. The cops shouldn't have shot him. What the hell was he doing with the pound cake in his hand? I wanted a piece of pound cake just as bad as anyone else. And it looked, it had no money. And something called parenting said, if you get caught, you're going to embarrass your mother. No, you're going to get your butt kicked. No, you're going to embarrass your mother. You're going to embarrass your family. What the fuck? That's his pro-police. Wow. Pound cake. That was, yeah, that's his fucking benchmark. Oh, I've been broken, wanted pound cake, but I didn't steal it. Shut up, bitch. And he was also talking shit about single mothers, and that's when he was talking about people sagging their pants. Oh, and uh, then he's that he did like he almost got like another fucking show off of doing that type of bullshit. <laughs> I think I'm uh, on Fox. I'll tell you in a second. Um, but yeah, that, but that that's what Hannibal Burris brought up when he was talking shit about him for being that type of dipshit. And uh, the, the reason why is because in 2005 is when Andrea Constan sued him and the judge ruled that 
that that would be public moralizing. The his public moralizing made him a public figure. So he said that Andrea Constan was trying to just get at him because he was a public figure. Now in 2005, what she did was tell police that Cosby assaulted her just one year earlier, 2004, an old ass Bill Cosby, the same guy going around as moral police at his mansion in Pennsylvania. Um, she was a formal temple university employee. She said that she had been invited. He invited her home after a dinner at the school, gave her pills for stress and tension quote unquote stress and tension which she thought was like ibuprofen then when she got dizzy and sick he helped her to the sofa when she woke her clothing was in disarray and she said that she drove herself home and decided to report what happened to police but because of Cosby's fame and her position as a women's basketball administrator uh, she decided instead of going to police to contact a lawyer so in July of 2015 that's when a judge finally had to release court documents revealing that Cosby admitted in 2005 that he had given her quaaludes, which is a hypnotic sedative used as a party drug, which if you've ever seen like the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. it's what they're taking to get completely fucked off with. And a hypnotic sedative is like ketamine. Yeah. Like it, it takes you away. But how in the fuck you get quaaludes in fucking he had, Because he man. fucking had them, dude. From the 80s? Yes, because he <laughs> fucking had them, bro. That's what he did, is he fucking raped people with them. So when they were going away, he fucking bought them all. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just further proof that he was a goddamn serial rapist. What a piece That's of a great shit. question. How do you have quaaludes in 2004? Because you fucking stocked up on them to do this. I mean, that's... I mean, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, and so in the court documents, he said he gave her three and a half pills of Benadryl, but not Quaaludes, but admitted to having the Quaaludes. Sorry, that's my bad. Uh, and that, but, but the reason that he had Quaaludes, the reason that he had them, the reason Bill Cosby said he had Quaaludes in the court deposition, even though saying that he gave her three and a half pills of Benadryl, was he used them to have sex with young women. He, the what? reason exactly he got them with the intent, the intent of giving them to young women he wanted to have sex with. He didn't admit to giving her quaaludes. It's just you're a fucking idiot and you're so wrapped up in your bullshit. You think you can say that and it doesn't mean the same thing. So what I said in the first place, he gave her quaaludes. Yes, that is what happened. Yeah, but he's he. So again, legal bullshit, having a good lawyer, having a badass lawyer. That's how you get to say shit like that. Well, you know. Went down into mustache of the Quaaludes that I had from part the old fetch my ludes. Well, you know, I think I think class war is a real fucking thing, man. You got money, oh, dude. Absolutely, you know? dude. That's why the police is around. It's between people who've got and don't <laughs> of got, course, of course, and they do petty crimes. You know, of course. It's and, stupid, and you know that man. that Fuck one's that an important one to go back to because that's the one that came up. I mean, he babe. Essentially got away with that because it came up when he gave that fucking speech that was essentially just shitting on the way that black people were at that time. Yeah. And so the judge, the white judge, was like, well, <laughs> as you can see, he's trying to be a positive example for society. So this lady's just trying to take a shit on that. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, man. I hate the world. <laughs> shit like this, just over and over again, makes me want to pound my fucking face to the world. 2013 is when Cosby came back to fucking do stand up. And so 2014, October 16th to be exact, is when Hannibal takes the absolute shit on that dumb bitch. 
Um, and th- I mean, that's what he deserved, dude. And salute to Hannibal. Uh, fucking nice guy. I've met him. He's a, yeah. Uh, but, and, and also to be said, like, he wasn't trying to blow it up like this. Yeah. But it needed to be done. So the fact that this is the, the positives that come out of comedy, because what he was saying was so absurd, but true. And he made it hilarious. It was a shareable video. And that's also the fucking world that we live in now. Yeah. What are you going to pay attention to? The news or a hilarious 30-second clip? Yeah. A hilarious 30-second clip is going to win every time. So to get the truth out, you got to go to the memes. There's lots of them. And I'm doing them. I'm trying to move all my memes to my new phone. (laughs) Currently about to cut my dick off. Uh, Yeah, so... uh, And again... Um, by the time Bill Cosby went to trial, 45 women said that they were assaulted by him. And that's in 2015. Many more have come forward. So I could be off base on my number. I think it was around closer to 70 by the time it came through. And the, the, the way it escalated was that NBC had a brand new show for Cosby. It was going to have Bill Cosby play Jonathan Franklin, who was a patriarch of a multi-generational family. Now, November 19th, 2014, NBC scrapped it because that's when the accusations, again, right after October, started fucking flooding. And they were like, all right, well, we know if we put this shit out, we're going to take a L <laughs> big time for giving Bill Cosby a platform. And Bill Cosby went face to face with his fucking I mean, he just went after people like he tried to do interviews about it. He tried to talk bad about people that were accusing him in court. It was just I mean, you guys remember the shit. It wasn't that long ago. It was just absurd. And he's just trying to say that people were trying to shit on him, and but it, the it, it just wasn't working anymore, you know. Your blackmail bullshit, and I mean like M A I L, <laughs> like the way that you hung shit over people to ruin their careers yeah. wasn't working anymore. The the world isn't like that anymore, you know. Someone can come out and say something terrible about me right now, but because I already have my own platform, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and so th- th- that's not the way it worked. Someone could get famous without needing Bill Cosby's approval anymore. And that's what fucking sunk him, unfortunately. is the sad thing is that once the Internet came through and you could get famous your own way, that ruined Bill Cosby's fucking Trump card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it, and right after NBC dropped the show and the Cosby show got canceled all the way around, NBC, TV Land, BET, Every show that was airing the Cosby show that's cut out, you can't watch it anymore. It's on YouTube, <laughs> but mm. he's not getting paid for the syndication anymore. Uh, creative Argent, artist agency, giant fucking agency, dropped fucking Bill Cosby. And then he went to fucking trial. Um, the first trial uh, was fucking, you know, the, again, all the way back to 1965 to 2008. Ten different states, one Canadian province. Um, he just kept denying it over and over again. And when people would like really press him, he would say he doesn't want to talk about it and that people shouldn't have to like people shouldn't have to go through what he was going through and he shouldn't answer to quote unquote innuendos. May 2015 was the fucking worst thing. He says like, I've been in business 52 years and I've never seen anything like this. Reality is a situation and I can't speak. What? What does that mean? It means that he had that's never, all true. Yes, basically, Man. basically, basically. Um, and that's when finally people were like, "Okay, well, I mean, obviously this motherfucker did it." And uh, 
the problem with a lot of the charges that came up against them is they fell outside the statute of limitations. So all the things that happened in like that, which is bullshit, like for murder, if he had killed somebody in 1965, there is no statute of limitations. So he, he could have gone to prison for it for forever. Yeah. Why is rape not up there? Why? I don't get that, dude. Why? I, that's one of my, I mean, I mean, like, uh, uh, breaking and entering, uh, strong arm robbery, armed robbery. Oh, you, you, 10 years later, you didn't report it. Okay. Too bad. Rape, dude. Why is there a statute of limitations on that? I think there. I think it's been overturned in a couple of states, and I think that most places are like, "Oh yeah, good point." This is essentially the most atrocious crime that can happen. I think it's overturned because uh, it it creates mentally unstable people. When once somebody's raped, their mind right. goes through a lot of things. Right. And what happens is they act out in uncivil ways. I mean, they do things like rob banks or they fucking steal shit or whatever. Yeah. And it's a way for you know, the prison industrial complex to get their fucking money. If we're we're being real, you know, but that didn't stop civil lawsuits being brought against Bill Cosby. Good. And he had to, yeah. In November, 2015, eight related civil suits were active against him. Uh, He had a hard attorney. Uh, Gloria Aldred ended up taking on 33 of his victims. And that's when it started to break out with the Vanity Fair article. July 2015, some of the court records from Andrea Costan's 2005 civil suit that we were talking about against Cosby were unsealed and released to the public, which is what I was referring to, which completely outraged people. And that's when he was talking about having the Quaaludes. Um, and based on all these incidents, uh, what he ended up getting charged with is, and again, again, there was an attorney that got the case thrown out. It came back up to trial because they were like, well, hold on a second. There's all these other things um, based uh, because of something that happened in January 2004. In April 26th of last year, he got found guilty three counts of aggravated indecent assault against a Toronto woman after a jury trial. So on September 25th, he was sentenced from three to 10 years in state prison and a $25,000 fine plus court costs of both of those trials. Um, and again, he's at a, he's at a small time. He's at the Montgomery. Sorry. He is in the SCI Phoenix prison in Skipack Township, Pennsylvania. Uh, he's in administrative segregation, I guess. So he's not in general. No, he is in general population. He wasn't. God damn. I'm butchering this. It's okay. Towards the end of the episode. He wanted, he did not want to be by himself. Yeah. Which is weird for an old man, but people love him. That's what I was saying. He's like pretending well, to he be likes doctor. Attention. He's a, he's a sociopath. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's so, but he's shit. like playing doctor in prison. He's yeah. like diagnosing people. And he's got to have people to work. That's his and, natural uh, element. That's where he's been since January 28th of this year. And uh, he's still up for three to 10 years. Uh, hopefully he dies in prison, but who the fuck knows? I mean, if he doesn't die, then I hope he serves at least all 10 years. I hope he gets fucking raped to death. I mean, it's just such a piece of shit, dude. And I, I know we weren't, again, this is one of those episodes where we're not fucking super hilarious, but no. it's just, these are the topics that really fucking disturb us. And so we'll get on to like some fucking murders <laughs> next week, which doesn't bother me near as much. I just hate to see a motherfucker use their position in life to exploit people in the worst way possible and get away with it for so long. 
long, when so many people knew about it, and to watch how many people will just sit there and fucking fawn over somebody and let them exploit people just because they're who they are. I mean, if you if your fucking best friend is raping people and they're famous, and you're you're afraid that you're not going to be on the gravy train anymore if you point it out but fuck you you're not you're I mean, not that wasn't your friend you're anyways. not just as bad but you're a, definitely a fucking enabler at this point you're a piece of shit so everyone that covered up for bill cosby or any rapist ever ever or sexual assault or anything that you used fuck you you use his status to get what you wanted and yeah and that was the whole bullshit, point man that's a complete you know Total fucking bullshit cop out, whatever excuse that you have. Everyone involved in the entire thing, top to bottom. One of the most disgusting cases in history. I'm glad people like this are being brought to justice. And you know for sure that me and Buddy are not on the fucking social justice warrior scale of the world. No. And that's how disgusting it is, is that we're not trying to fucking like ride for what's popular in culture. It was just, I would, you know, we do, this is a true crime. I mean, this is a fucking fucked up shit part of history. This didn't, this just get brought up pretty recently too. Um, something what's that, what's that girl rapper's name uh cardi b yeah 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 cardi b i guess when she was a stripper well she, people made memes about how like she, she was like bill cosby but yeah she would strip and then go back to men's apartments and drug them and steal yeah. everything that they had which is not even that's close, not even that's just close to the same thing yeah, those memes were dumb as shit you basically like, paid for drugs without permission <laughs> yeah i mean I've I've found that to be fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's like okay, so I mean, you know what what gamble are you are you doing as a guy? So you you meet like number one. Uh, I've known several fucking idiots that have gone to strip clubs and be like, no, dude, she seriously likes me. Like I'm gonna oh, give her my yeah. phone. No, like no, no, no. It's like, just taking advantage of fucking idiots. Yeah, you know? exactly. If you put yourself in that situation, then God, I mean, that's what happens, dumbass. It'd be I, I mean, again, you know, it's like you ever go to Hooters with a guy and they're like giving a way too big of a tip. Yeah. Oh no, I worked at a strip club. I mean, oh yeah, there's a fucking uh, there's an older guy. He's in his sixties and he just he was in love with this girl, and she was also she was playing him, getting money from from him. Yeah. Uh, fucking a sixty three year old man who got <laughs> oh, diagnosed with cancer, and then she agreed to marry him because he only had three months to live, and then his cancer got fucking fixed, and he didn't die, so she stuck. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, they live the wildest fucking life. And, and the guy's like willing to like this. This she was kind of big, and this and this guy came in with the fucking colos. This guy had like a colostomy bag, and he came in. It was a Sunday. There's like two dancers, you know. He's like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And it's like, why not? I say, there ain't nothing to look at but meat. And I was like, holy shit. But the old guy that liked the girl was like, yeah. that's a fine piece of ass, motherfucker. And they're getting ready to fight these two old guys. Oh, man. And the guy shakes his colostomy bag at the guy. Dude, it was. That's a flaw. That's how you win a fight. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's how you win a fight, bro. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's how you win a fight, That's it, dude. Yeah. I never would scrap with anybody with a colostomy bag. Nope. Because oh, you get, win, dude. They're fucking water ballooning your ass. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because as soon as he did that. that fucking gross embryo on me and you <laughs> ruined my As soon as he did that, dude, I fucking went out the front door. Yeah, I was like, yo, yeah, not I'm not going to be a part of this. Yeah, no hip in my life. But yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, if you're fucking... Yeah, the, fuck those memes. Because if you're stupid enough as a man to bring a stripper into your home, you get robbed. That's your fault. Hey, man, you just said you had a bad night, bro. Yo, <laughs> I mean, like sex, I get it, dude. And men think about sex a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and sometimes it really just rules their life, you know? Sure. But... If Whatever. Hey, if you're dumb enough... 
to bring well, it. Well, the way she described it, it was like people who like way overly pursued her from the thing that I read. Yeah. It was like the the type of motherfucker, like, I, again, if you, like, if you've spent, I never, if you've been around, if you've been in a strip club three times, all three, the same one, all three of those times, you've seen the same one guy there who's just there being fucking weird, spending way too much money. That guy's always there. There's not just one. There's always like six. It, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the, but there's always that guy. He's always there. The, Lonely. The, yeah, exactly. Thinking that strippers love him. It's yep. just your run-of-the-mill incel. Can't That's have crazy. sex with anybody else. Just being a fucking creep. But but being, but you know they're a creep. Like buying yeah. lab dances, trying to bust one. That's, oh, I've seen some real wild shit. Like, you know, if you're a sex offender, you can't come to a strip club. Really? But yeah. And so that's why they make you write your name down on a list if you ever go to one because mm. they because they had to turn it in. Mm. But um, this guy came in with a duffel bag one time full of stuffed animals. And there was a girl that worked there. She was older than me, but she looked like she was 15. And he pulled out all the stuffed animals and put them down in a private room and was like, you know, be quiet. I don't want your parents to find us up here. You know, like that kind of shit like that. There's a lot of sick fucks in the world. There's one oh, dude. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, there's there's just some crazy shit, but there's no there's a difference between like, yo, she's a rapper and she's like honest about what she did. Yeah, that's part of the hustle, man. You know, especially if you come from nothing or what. I, I don't know her story, but you know, yeah. like that's part of the hustle with anything. And she owns up to it. That's well, different like, than being a fucking somebody reading books to kids and then fucking raping somebody. Yes, you know? raping teenagers. But but anyway, like even more to the point of that is that the men that she was doing it to were the gross men. Yeah, dude. Fuck it, them, because that's like if, if when she's like, oh, yeah, I'll come over to your place and she comes over and fucking slips you one. Slips an ambient man. Hey, man, you probably deserve that shit, dumbass. Uh, yo, that's been Bill Cosby. Yep. To touchy subject. Touching. Rough one to get into, but the fucking reality is that he raped probably hundreds. Probably. Fuck him forever. Yep. Going in the history book is shit. Please. Um, I'm not going to go through all the Patreon names, but I just want to say, buddy saw the box in my kitchen. I got the shirts. They're going out on Monday, bottom yep. line. Uh, I, I just hated to keep making excuses, but we I had like a quality issue with the first batch. Everything's all good now. Okay. I'm going to send them out on fucking Monday. It's just like, uh, I'm particular. Yeah. And uh, you guys have been supporting us, so I was not going to like give you the shit version just to settle and get it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, everyone that's like on the list because it took so long is getting both designs. Okay. Instead of just the one. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I hope you're cool with that. I fucking hate that it took forever. Uh, my wife's already got the envelopes made up. I just got to stuff them in and bust them out. I know it took 19 fucking years. I can't yeah. wait to put it behind us all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you for just being fucking rad and still rocking with us. And uh, yeah, man. We'll we'll, a song. Oh, yeah. Man, I, was to, I was trying to I skip know over it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing with death metal is, man, it's... it's uh, the way you gotta view this song is this is the ins this is the inside of the mind of a fucking rapist because this is definitely a fucking yeah it's not um it is uh, ingested condemned to rape is the name of the song and it's about a rapist so yeah not too thrilled about it I do like ingested good yeah band. and last point too something I want to say that I fucked up and not saying it the right way is like okay, like here's another thing about rapists is that a lot of people. When you think of a rapist, it's somebody that like grabs somebody, threatens them with a weapon, violently does the act. Equally as terrible as what Bill Cosby did. That's an important equally. thing to say. It's the equally. same thing. It's the same fucking thing. 
it's the exact same thing. So that's just something you like. If this is not something you're familiar with, you know, Buddy works with like traumatized children. We are traumatized children, and we've been around yeah. it working in nightclubs. This is something I deal with daily. It's something you know? that you just got to know about society. Like, again, like I try to say at the top of the podcast, I didn't exactly understand what date rape was. Just like I like when the whole Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky thing came around and I was a little kid. Yeah. When they said oral sex, I thought they meant like talking about sex on the phone. Okay. Like I, a lot of people are naive. Yeah, I think things. I probably thought the same thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they talked about fucking. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Rape you know, is, I rape, thought it was hilarious. When rape I heard is oral rape. sex. First time I heard oral sex was that too. Yeah. And then somebody says like, "Damn." My friend Noah goes, "Yeah, I butt fuck somebody." And I was like, <laughs> "Butt fuck?" You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. was hilarious. That's funny know? fucking words, dude. This is hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, salute, stay safe out there. Um, if you know anybody that's done the shit, but absolutely expose them. Yeah, kick their fucking ass and expose them. Hell yeah, and then kick their ass again. Yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. That will make more fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> farewell.